Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Two Cents Podcast with Rabbi Ari and Yossi Ben Shushan. Really excited for this one. We call this one Traveling and Recruiting. And we're going to discuss our own personal takes, our incredible experiences in traveling and recruiting for when we lived in Israel for the yeshivas that we had in Israel. Now, the incredible part of this is, is that there was a certain pitch that I would give in order to convince 18-year-old kids who are now in 12th grade in high school to actually give a year of their life that they really were thinking to go to university or maybe to go into work and instead find Hashem. And really, Yossi's pitch, my pitch, a little bit different than how we went about it. We talk about it, we joke about it, but it's very, very serious because this is a pitch that will speak to you in your everyday life as well. You know, we're going to get into the idea of like people will be jealous that we're going to have to recruit and wow, you guys are so lucky. Not so lucky. We'll talk about that as well. And honestly, the lessons that... I think you're going to glean from this will be ones that you're going to take with you for very long after you've listened to this podcast. So I'm really, really excited for it. Now, this podcast and this episode is sponsored by our friends at Yad Lachem. Yad Lachem, actually, they sent me an email and they said that our listeners are really coming through generously to help them continue their incredible work rescuing Jewish women and children. The pigeon shvum that they're doing is unbelievable and to be honest, in my life, would Ari Ben Shushan ever have thought that I'd be involved in the schos of Pidyon Shvuyim? And now that I am, I'm telling you, Ashrechem to our listeners, Ashrechem to Yad La'achem for giving us this schos. Thank you so, so much. And let's keep it going. Check them out at saveaworld.org. That is S A V E A W O R L D.org, saveaworld.org, to see how you can help save Jewish children, save an entire world. We're going to learn more about them right now in the episode. This episode is sponsored by the Sussman family as Hakaris HaToyv Hashem for their father recovering from COVID, Baruch Hashem. Traveling and recruiting, two cents coming at you right now. Hi, everybody. This is Ari Ben Shushan. And this is Yassi Ben Shushan. And this is the Two Cents Podcast. Brought to you and powered by Meaningful Minute. Welcome, everybody. So, wow. <laughs> wow. I can't believe this. Wow. This That's is great. everybody. Hi, Tushan. What's going on? Uh, we are here with Two Cents Podcast. Um, and we're doing this live Filming from the live. Macy's Day Parade. From the Macy's Day Parade. <laughs> How about those floats Look out at those there? those floats coming through down Fifth Avenue. So we're not by the Macy's Day Parade. We actually, I want to give a big prop and thank you to the Magain Avot Shul on Pico. Beautiful. New. The new Magain Avot Brand new Magain Avot This place is gorgeous. Thank you, Rabbi Lebhar. Thank you, Sammy Rabibo, and everybody else who gave us this terrific space. Of course, thank you to TJ, right, our yeah. videographer, photographer, big, extraordinary. No. Big shout out to Sender also back, uh, who's back in Cleveland right now, but I'm just saying. Uh, there you, you go. Know. And we are live in LA, um, Baruch Hashem. Nothing we wouldn't do for our audience, yes. Right, nothing we wouldn't do. We just, I, that's, that's it, straight from the plane here. That's this is, it, uh, you know, nothing we want to do. This is, this is more of an LA episode. We're more, is, we're, more, we're more chilled out over here. We're also rocking some merch. Chilled this out, yeah. Yeshiva High School of Cleveland merch. And all wow. I have is a yarmulke. <laughs> No, but the let's lion. give a look. Okay, yeah, lion. The lion. We made this. We made this last year. There was a lot that was put into this. Ari, Ari actually. It, yeah, Ari that, actually it's really nice. Oh yeah, a, a little bit of a yeah. I was gonna um, say you took my lion. But uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's it's a it's a, a gibar. 
Ah. That's the that's what that's what we're going for over here. We're going for Gabayros over here. Nice in the in the yeshiva, and that's uh, that was. I really wanted it as like a central. You know, Yossi, focus of you the actually, yeshiva. You, well, number one, so awesome. it's an amazing segue. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for the yeshiva for letting us go. But Stam, a good idea for a future podcast. I think people want to know what gibar is. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, like a lot of times, and we should say to our audience, um, be please email us, email Meaningful Minute. Um, about ideas for future podcasts. We're yeah. coming up with very many, but if there's something that can get pushed to the front of the line, you know, different ideas. Right. Um, right. So, because also we take things for granted that like we know, like we're saying it and like everyone out there knows it, but this audience is landing on massive. And, yeah. And there's so many different backgrounds saying Gibar might not cut it. You know, Gibar is, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do, do stuff we're on that. Touching that. Right. So, the reason why Yassi and I are dressed like this today, incognita. Um, this is what we call the Alex Clear Chill. Yes, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if you see. Um, yeah, this is just Jesse Manchusha. It's just Jesse Manchusha. <laughs> I, I have to go into different. I have to go into different modes. The reason why is because this episode we're going to talk about recruiting. How we used to recruit right. kids to go to Israel, and this is how we would go dressed, really. So right. to get into our recruiting mode, we decided to get into recruiting gear. That's uh, just the way right. that it went. Right. I don't wear a cap. Now, yeah. Yossi pointed out something really, really smart right when we sat down to do this. Y'all say it. Like, people who yeah. are going to Israel right, right yeah, now, yeah, yeah, what yeah. do you think? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's an interesting thing, you know, uh, when, we, when we decided to do an episode based on, because, and the reason why, you know, we're, we're Rabbi Ari and I and Nachin, where we base a lot of these episodes off of is, uh, you, know, for, you know, for the one point, we're always about stories and other people's stories and other people's lives and counseling them and, and doing all those things. But at the end of the day, it has to come from us. I think both of us are able to just throw up our hands at, at, at so many points. And this is why I trust myself in counseling a lot is that I'll, I'll tell people and they'll be shocked by it. I don't know why, but I'll be like, I'm sorry. I, this is out of my, my I, I don't I have like, no idea. This is not my expertise. This is not my thing. And I think where we base that is our personal lives and like what we've seen and what we've been through or what we've, what we've had. And, and because of that, and it, like how many people have called me and I was like, my brother Ari is really the one you want to speak to about this. You know, because this. how terrible is it when you meet somebody who's out of their craft? Uh, it's That's the worst. The word it's craft, the worst I think, is the it best. Is the worst. We've built a craft it is the of whatever thing. it is that we do. And if there's something outside of our craft, right. let's send you to it's somebody the worst thing. I'm saying, imagine, who has clarity in that. Imagine a nature photographer, right? We were talking about this this morning. Imagine <laughs> a nature photographer, you know, goes out to nature for National Geographic to shoot, you know, the, like these amazing animals and everything. And he comes back and they're like, well, let's see. And he's like, get nothing. I got nothing. I got, I didn't get one of them. And you're like, what, what do you mean? What happened? He's like, those stupid animals won't stay still for a second. They're jumping around everywhere. They're, if it's not in a cage, I don't shoot it anymore. Those are my demands. And they're like, what are you talking? You're a nature photographer. You're a nature photographer. I can't stand people that are outside. Uh, not can't stand people. I can't stand it when people are outside of their craft. Uh, and I definitely will. I'm unforgiving about myself when I when I try to step out outside of uh, outside of what I do. So that having been said, we always speak about things and from the perspective of things that we've done. Recruiting, especially for Rabbi Ari and I, were was a very big new craft that we created now, that, see, between that we, us how many years of recruiting do you think it's probably like i started in 2007 combined yeah i started 2007 to 20 some odd years, years yeah, yeah worth of recruiting of, of, of worth of recruiting and and that's not that's not once a year that's like no, the, a few the times year, and, and the afterwards few times and follow up and all that and how many guys and i guess this is a point that we'll get to over there but first i'm just make this point so w once that happened you know you start to take the same 
way into doing something. So you get the guy, you know, you go out, you do the recruiting, but this isn't just about recruiting. Like if you're 35, you're not going to Israel right now to go learn for a year. You know, maybe you are, I don't know, but you're not going to, you're not doing anything, but these ideas still apply. You need these things in your life. You need these types of challenges. And we're going to explain all of that soon, but this applies whether or not we're coming from the standpoint of our experience, which was recruiting, which is where we came up with a lot of these concepts. But in reality, this applies to everybody. I still apply these things to myself, I'll look back at my recruiting pitch, at my recruiting notes, and say, am I doing that right now? Am I still you know, having that going? So sit back, everybody, and enjoy this podcast because we're about to go through Baruch Hashem giving us the experience to glean from to then project onto so many different aspects of your life, whether you're going to Israel or whether you're just going to work right now. Right. These are going to be things that are really going to be able to For take sure. us. For so, sure. Can um, I just make a mention that it's Friday? I'm sorry, it's Erev Shabbos. Yeah, yeah, it's Erev Shabbos. It's Erev Shabbos, baby. It's the truth. I'm sorry, I just wanted to stick that in. It's Erev Shabbos. I am so stoked. I am so stoked. Me too. so much meat on a smoker right now. (laughs) I really just have so much difficulty focusing. Maybe we should have just done one with the smoker right here. And just opening it and closing. Oh my gosh. We should definitely make a video. Of, of, of just a, a backyard confession with the smoker. Okay, 100%. Sure, 100%. That, that would be so much fun to definitely, do because definitely. let's face it, it's just another gift that Hashem gave us. And 100%. we're going to have a podcast soon talking about using physicality as a springboard to spirituality. Yeah, for sure. um, and that would be a great thing. So let's so let's get into it, Yas. Um, recruiting. So we've had some fun times, some fun stories right. um, with recruiting. Yeah. Uh, maybe those stories will come like across the way. But let's start just with the idea. We, we walk into a 12th grade classroom and the Rebbe always oversells. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so funny. The Rebbe oversells it, but also doesn't want us to be there. Right. It, I've never walked into a school and they were like, yay, yay. the guys from Israel are here. Yeah, it, it's, but more than that, and, no, and it's nothing against the schools. That's not it. The poor schools, when we would go, yeah. used to have 30 or 40 schools, Bli Guzma, yeah. um, who would show up and really wreck their whole day. Yeah. And, but more than that was, is that a lot of times, because they know our schools, sometimes they wouldn't want us to maybe recruit certain kids or right. whatever. And that's fine. You know, these are their students. Right. But they also had somebody who they know can give a good speech show right. up. And so, therefore, they want to use um, our talent, yeah. but not our ability. Right, 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 <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you know, which is quite interesting. Right. So, yes, let's go. Let's hear it. Yes, he just walked into a room and the Rebbe just gave his oversell of a pitch. And, by the way, how terrible was it when a Rebbe would threaten his kids. Yeah. You know, oh my gosh. I would yeah, walk yeah. into class and they're like, guys, you better listen to him. Better None listen. of this. Put your phones away. And, and, and you just want to let the guy know, I do this for a living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can have I'll, their phones I'll, I'll handle, out. I'll and that. I promise you, we will be right. able to tame this bull. I think it's so offensive because you just called me, like that Rebbe just called me the, the nature photographer. That right. Who <laughs> just can't. He's just like, you've never seen yeah. a beast with these kind of powers yeah. before. And it's like, no, I do this all right. day. It's not my right. first rodeo. Right. And we'll be able to rope this bull. Just give me a minute. So yes, go ahead. It, it's, it, it, it's interesting. First of all, just a big shout out to 12th grade Rebbeim. 12th grade Rebbeim Amazing. are like, they are un- all Rebbeim, really. I remember asking Rebbe Berkowitz and Cher one time because we were talking about Kirov and this and that. I remember, I meant to say this on the Kirov podcast, but um, I remember asking Rebbe Berkowitz one time, the average 10th grade Rebbe, and I didn't finish the question. It's one of the only times I think he's ever interrupted anyone ever. Like us. Okay. Yeah. And he, I, I was like, uh, I was like the average 10th grade Rebbe. And he just, he was like, can do more Kirov than anyone else. 
And it's so true because what, what he can say. So the average 12th grade Rebbe, the 12th grade Rebbe out there, these guys, you got to understand, they are so underpaid. They are so underappreciated. Go yes, ahead. No, I, I, I just, something hit my brain. <laughs> a new, like, I think a new level of showing appreciation and how integral and how important a person is, is where they should be in line for a vaccine. And I... <laughs> And I think a 12th grade Rebbe, I mean, like from now on, this is going to be the new thing. It's just going to be like, you know what? They should probably be the first ones online for vaccine. Right, the central, that's, that's what I mean to say. 12th grade Rebbe are now, essential workers. People now are going to be there is no question. relegated to where they should be. They there is no question. 12th grade Rebbe live and breathe 12th grade Rebbe. That's right. You're, you're, you're doing it 24-7. You're doing it 24-7. There is no question you're doing it 24-7. Um, and if you've ever seen a 12th grade Rebbe, it, it really, even 12th grade Rebbeim are one of the reasons that I was able to um, be okay with moving to America, interestingly enough, because when I saw their passion, I was like, oh, okay, this guy is not, like, they're so interested in how well the kids are going to, they also knew the guys so well. They were like, this kid, yeah, this kid, no, this kid, and they were moving around like a chessboard. It was unreal. Their investment, 12th grade Rebbeim deserve everything that you will give them. Yeah, I guess on both ends of that. But, no, 12th grade Bam. So a big shout out to 12th grade Bam. They're so invested. Rabbi Jerkowitz. Rabbi Jerkowitz. Right. That was, remember we were sitting, yeah. it, it was like a thin a wall terrific, between the say, two rooms. In Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. Um, uh, a terrific, terrific guy. Rabbi Abramchik. Uh, you know, and, you, and, and we're not leaving out 12th grade Bam. Yeah, yeah. um, but, but just, you know, people who, when we saw how precious each kid was, and it should know, it, to me, it always made an effect to always pay attention when they sent me their kids because I knew I had an answer to them. Right. You know? Right. They, um, yeah, and, 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 then, and then you find like the ones that are superhuman that call you in January. How are my boys doing? Yep. You're like, oh, no. How are your boys doing? <laughs> you took that pitch seriously. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he, you know, they stay on top of it. It's, it's beautiful. It's so what's beautiful. the pitch? It's going to be an MTA. So many of them are unreal, unreal. Anyway, so, yeah, so I'll, I'll walk in. Now, it's different for me. It's a little bit, it was a little bit different for me. You were coming from uh, Derek, which had a, a very clear thing. When I came to America, I usually had two to three jobs going at the same time. So if it wasn't like an addiction type thing or an intervention or anything like that, or old, you know, some of my alumni guys getting them in or out of something. And, you know, so it was a little bit different. I was also meeting guys a little bit differently. I would meet them in more of like a clubhouse setting or more of a, so the, um, so the, the, the jokes would, would definitely have to be there. But my pitch was always the same. It would, just, it would just be switched around for the crowd a little bit, played to the crowd a little bit. But my, my pitch was always going to be the same, which was that if I were to tell you right now as a 30-year-old, 30 30-some-odd, 30 just 30. Just 30. Just 30. We're both in the 30s. That's the point, man. The point is within the 30-year um, spectrum. If, if as a 30-some-odd old adult, I would tell you that, no, 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 I'm, 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 I'm actually still growing. I'm going to be 6'2 one day, and my hair is all going to come back. Like I, That's going to happen. You'd be like, uh, like, no, 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 no. I read it. I read it on the internet. I read it on the Google. They said that I can be, I, there are people that still grow. at. So yeah, maybe it was only like a centimeter or two, but I, I think I could pull off the full six two. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm still growing. You'd be like, no, no, you're not. You, you, you know, whatever happened is what happened and you're not growing past that. 
I think there are very specific times, and, and science will back this up, right? There's one of the big problems with kids smoking weed, you know, not to bring in, you know, too far off the topic here, but there's a big problem with uh, a kid smoking weed and everything is that, you know, there are certain parts of the brain that aren't fully developed yet, that are, that are solidifying, that are, so as they're growing through that time, whatever they gain during that time, that's what they're going to be. There, there's very, you, you can still grow afterwards, obviously, but that time is, is crucial, that, that 17 to 22-year-old time is crucial for what you're going to believe, be, and stand for. And that's the main point over here for the rest of your life. So now what do you want to do doing that? I'm saying do you want to be like hyper-focused on trying to make money, on trying to uh, figure out your craft of, of work, of occupation? Because then that's what you're going to be. You, you, we don't control the, the, the effect that it has on our brain. So if you're going to be doing that all day and then at night you'll be going to learn with a Rebbe for a few minutes, it's amazing. I'm not saying not, but the fact is that what your brain as a learned muscle is getting is only that make money, occupation, be the best at that. Maybe, you know, be a responsible adult to have, to have children later and to support them, but your, your a concept of support is going to be monetarily. Your concept of so many things is going to be based on your occupation. Your concept of affecting the world is going to be based on your occupation as opposed to this unbelievable light that can come out of you and, 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 and have that shine. So going to a place where you're going to be, and I always had them imagine, I'm like, imagine if there was a camp somewhere you can go that challenges everything that you believe in, in not, not in a belittling way. But challenges everything you know. Your nature, your nurture. Everything you believe in. Every single aspect of it. It challenges. To the point that when you come out, you know who you are. You know what you are. There's no more questioning. There's no more, you know, a lack of self-esteem about what you believe, about what you are. You got to ask your own questions about yourself also through people who are, who are trained and, and the best at searching you out. Who wouldn't want to do that? Who wouldn't want to walk out of an experience like that and be like, I know who I am. I don't have to prove anything to anyone anymore. They constantly question you. Or there's a constant pressure on proving what you believe, on proving what you are. And I used to say this to my students, even in Israel all the time, where they would come in and be like, I don't know if there's a God. I'm like, so what do you believe in? Like, oh, I have no idea. I'm like, then, then don't walk in with that. Don't walk in with that. Walk in open-minded then. You don't know what to believe in. I'm fine with that. Walk in open-minded then. But realize you're already coming in, you know. With a preconceived notion of negativity. notion and with a disability and that, you know, giving that thing. So my my sales pitch, and we'll get to all that later, but my sales pitch was was very simple. Scientifically, right now, you, what you're going to have going into your mind, what you're going to have going into your day is super important and is going to be with you for the rest of your life. Um, also, what you gain now is what's going to stay with you. So if you get all those masakas on your belt, if you learn how to learn, if you learn how to do all these things, you have all those tools now for forever. Yep. So um, when, when I would walk into a class, I would definitely go in a very similar way. Um, but I would start out with this. I would start out saying um, something really affected me. I don't know if I ever told, told you this, yes. Jim Cook. Um, Jim Cook is the owner, is the founder. Owner and founder, brewer, head brewer of Samuel Adams. Right. So we both know that. Yes. But I didn't tell you, and now you know the rest, the rest of the, the story. story. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you now something I read in something called, I believe it's pronounced The Reader's Digest. <laughs> 
You know, the people just pronounce everything. And you want to correct that person. You want to say, I, I, I think it's Reader's Digest. It's like, no, it's Digest. Like a digestion. I'm like, Why would you do that when I was I, I'm, so, I'm so sorry sip. because I've seen people and we're just... <laughs> yeah, see, I think all we can do in life is write as many wrongs as we humanly can. So it's Reader's Digest. And I read in Reader's Digest, they had an interview. No one on earth pronounces it digest. <laughs> I'm telling you. There are people out there. They live in... The, they live in the sticks. They live out in the mountains in Vermont. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That's where they live. And yeah. they're just like, oh, hey, did you get into Reader's Digest yet? <laughs> and, and just the Is way that the, the hand it goes. Accent? That's, uh, well, Yasin. It's a perfect, it's a perfect. It's telling that's you. That's a flawless Vermont the new, accent. The New England people are moving into Vermont in droves. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that's what's happening right now. Um, so he got, so he got interviewed over there. They caught him just within that one time a week, maybe where he's finally coming down right, yeah. in, in so we are sober. <laughs> and um, there he is. And listen to this. Amazing. He was in a place called Havid. He was going to Harvard Law. Um, he was looking to open up a, a fruits and vegetables store, but he figured. Why not? Why not just get a law degree first? No, but he went, he went to Harvard Law. And in Harvard, um, after like a year or two, he figured, you know, this just isn't for me. I, I, I just don't, I don't want to be a lawyer. I, I don't. So he told his parents, I want to take off um, some time uh, sabbatical and I want to go someplace. He went to the Colorado Rockies and he became a tour guide out in the Colorado Rockies. Said, yeah, he, he goes out there like this. Guys like this. Uh, he, go, he goes out there and, and he it's just no learns. Fair. I mean, well, let's say he probably didn't have to learn any real information. You just, right. you know, uh, we're 35,000 feet above. Uh, they definitely uh, lie, by the way. Like yeah, every third group, they're like, we're up. underground right now. Like right. no one's really listening. Just You're in the Rockies. Making it up. <laughs> Um, so, but he goes and finds out his information. He's just going to sell it to people. He did it for a year. And after he figured out that whatever my drive was initially, I don't want that anymore. Yeah. I, I, I don't want that. And he grew up in like the busy hubbub Baston area where you had to be successful. And he came back and he told his parents, I just want to, and his parents were like, just finish off your law degree. And he said, I can't. It's just. I get nauseated even just thinking about it. So he went, had a very big fight with his parents, so much that he had to move to the attic of his house. All right, so this is the attic story? This is the attic story, yes. You gotta, you gotta he, make sure of this story. He went up, I, I can't, yes, he. We don't wanna look it up. The digest. <laughs> I actually Rules read it, yeah, you all, did, yeah. I and read that's it just also, all yeah. there is to it. Um, and he goes up to the attic and he starts to, all I need now is Jim Cook to send me an email saying, who do you think you are? I love my parents. But I, I'm quite sure the Digest told all. Um, and he went up there just to like, you know, get away from everything. He opened up a box and ah, the light came from it. From the thing and in the attic. That's right. Yeah. And there were some recipes in there from his uh, grandfather, great-grandfather, who used to brew beer. And he figured, I'm bored either way. Let me go. He got the supplies. He started to brew beer. And it was something amazing. And um, that became the rest of the story, which is that uh, he became a very, very successful uh, revolution of craft brewery. And he said to the interviewer, he said, if I didn't have the year to leave everything that I knew and to question everything that I am, I never would have found who I truly am meant to be. And so I tell all the guys, you know, growing up in Brooklyn, we always thought that the world began by Avenue C and ended at Avenue Z. Right. Even going to Brighton Beach was already something yeah. scary to go over that passport. hump at the end of Coney Island. You had a passport and you had to bribe someone a bottle of vodka. Yeah, yeah, in order to get there. <laughs> and, and, and then 
you never get a chance to question everything that you came from. That we're not saying where you're coming from is wrong. Your parents, your teachers, your community may have done a, a bang up job and a terrific job, but everybody needs to figure out their value system by testing it against the backdrop of having nearly nothing. I used to love. I once yeah. want, when Derek. Uh, we would open up and people would come and they'd be a little bit shell-shocked. I don't know what it looks like now. I've, I've been seeing pictures, by the way, and Arsameach looks like beautiful, beautiful now. Yeah, beautiful. yeah. But in our day, it's though, it, it was it was beautiful Tyra. Yeah. You know. Gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, you know. But they upped, uh, they upped the game. But, but they upped their game a lot. But back then, the base measure was okay. Right. The food was not so great. Yeah. Um, guys would show up and I would say to them, I can't wait. I can't wait because... Mm -hmm you're going to start to sacrifice all of your creature comforts. You don't have your father's car anymore. You're not the coolest guy in your high school anymore. Most of your apps are inapplicable over here. That's However, a, you were getting rides beforehand. It doesn't even work over here. It does a good, yeah. good luck with get. Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> get taxi. With get taxi. Good luck with that. You you're going to be thrown into the, the crucible. The marketing on get taxi looked like. Like, just get taxi. That's it. That's it. <laughs> there was nothing else. They even spelled it with two Ts. Already you know that there's something wrong over here. But you're being thrown to a crucible of challenge now that what are you made of? Right. What do you truly have? Right. And that would be really the start point. Right. I remember guys when their parents would show up to visit by like midwinter vacation and the parents would look at them and they would say, how are you eating this food? Uh, how are you living in this room? It's basically just a simple Israel bed and a window. You're welcome. And the kid, right? And the kid would look at his parents and maybe even feel a little bit bad for them saying, I've gotten to know myself right. so much better right. because I have done so much with so much less. Right. I, I, I agree with it so much, but even further, and, and this is really the point I think that also is gonna so much apply to people who aren't even going to Israel right now, but are older or anything like that, which is the, the idea that even if not, it's not even if your parents did a great job specifically if your parents did a great job and your community and your rabbis did a great job, great point. Now you know so much of so much, but who you are is still a mystery to you. I'm saying where you fit into all that is still a mystery. Your community's running already. All that's happening, right? I, I, I give a big uh, uh, shout out over here, like Nisim Farhi, right? Yeah, from uh, from Harlevanon, right? So you have so much running over there. Nisim made that minyan like like. On steroids, yeah, they had the kids. Then he blew it up with like all on these, fire. like with his. He, he was so, he's such a talented chazan, and he's such a he brought a legitimacy. He brought a all these types of things. Where do you fit in? I think you know. Just to mention as a side point, you know the the svardim uh, uh, specifically. You know, in the communities. You know, I was saying to a shul that was opening up uh, in my area, and you know they're saying, you know, do you have any ideas like what we could do to try to like really make it something unique? And I said, I'm going to tell you something that I think. Um, the Ashkenaz is still catching up with over here. You know, there's so many things that the Svartim are learning from the Ashkenaz. The Ashkenaz are learning from the Svartim. I mean, there's one thing I would love for the Ashkenaz to learn from the Svartim. If a kid is missing from shul, by his community shul, by his shul, if a kid is missing, it, the shul is lacking. They, they don't have that kid to sing. Who read Shema that yeah, day? Yeah, who read Shema that day out loud. To, uh, Everyone knows he's not there. Right? There's going to be adults. Going over to him when he does show up, like, where, where were you this morning? We needed you for a Shema. But, but in all seriousness, it's not pandering. It's not, it's not, they, they play they really a felt massive, a yeah, loss. Yep. they play a massive role. You have any idea what it does to a kid when he thinks he's playing a huge role? He's not running around shul now. He's not, he, he has to be there. He, he's, he's doing something. So, 
So that's all beautiful and amazing, but who he is really inside of him and what, and what unique gifts he has to give towards that shul, you need to explore that. It doesn't happen. It's not natural. It doesn't happen on its own. Hopefully your parents, your community give you the confidence to explore it, but you have to go out there and explore it or, or, or it's never going to happen. Progress doesn't happen by mistake, right. and it certainly doesn't happen just on its own. Right. You have right. to put in right. so much. Now, the beauty about Israel is I would tell the guys, all this progress and everything else, we're doing it through learning. And I don't care if you're a Gemara guy, you're not a Gemara right. guy. Maybe you've been it's taught it in point. more of a memory kind of a way. But when you get to Israel, Yasin, I love this. Your Rebbe learns you up first, and then you learn up the Sugya That's together. That's a great line. That's a great and point. It's so important to know that when you go to Israel, you get a Rebbe for life. Yas, how many emails do you get from people who just don't have a Rebbe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I made a mistake. I made a massive mistake. What was that? I gave in, um, I call it a mistake, but <clears throat> I was doing my Perkei Avos share, my Thursday night Perkei Avos, and I got to Asel Harav. I went too far. I mean, it was all true and it's all important, but I went too far because I happen to be just personality-wise. Oh, would you make an offer? No. Shoot. Are you insane? <laughs> Are you insane on so many levels? Are you crazy? That would have been. I wouldn't offer it. I'd just be like, be dialing right there people on right camera. now. Never. Rabbi Yazi Metzushan will be your rabbi. The first Never. twenty to email. Never. Oh Never. wow! No, I did not do that. But um, no, wait a second. You know what? We're laughing about just just to tell people like oh, why yeah, not? Yeah, uh, the yeah. reason why is because you can only know a certain amount of people, a finite amount of people, and you have to learn them up. Like I just said, a rebbe learns up a sugya, and so it would be a disservice to just say email me and I'll be your rebbe. Okay, what, what you, you gain, about what you gain from your rebbe is what you put in over there. Yeah, I think this is so important. People always try to chase after the famous rebbe or the popular one. Or the I'm telling you right now, there's so much to gain from the guy who I'm saying at one point you were a nobody. You were not the popular Rebbe yet. You were Still not. Still am. I'm saying at some point, no one wanted to. If someone would have taken advantage, and the guys who did, the guys who did. The reason I'm I'm here right now is for a wedding of a kid that that was with me when I when no one knew who I was. Yes, yeah, so when that I bond. went to Ruachayim. Do you remember when I opened up Ruachayim? Yeah, my, you were cleaning the floors. Shout out to Rabbi Moshe Ben Ayon. No, I'm saying you were but, doing all the. But, but before we opened, I went around the whole world, mamish the whole world, and. Um, I got Google images of other people um, just scuba diving down right. in the Red yeah. Sea and stuff and yeah. other people's butt because I didn't have a place yet. Yeah, place, yeah. And I wasn't nobody. I knocked on all yeshiva doors and like, who are care. you? Who's a, and then finally, a shout out to Rabbi Stuhlberger over here in the Valley, by Valley Torah. He said to me, I believe in you. And he, and I start out with five boys from over right. there and Baruch Hashem. That's where it built up. And yeah, Moshe Banion and I, we were cleaning the floors. We were cooking for the kids. Yeah. We had them over all the time. And, and that's, that's how you build. That, that, that's it. Okay. When we're going to talk about recruiting, we're going to talk about traveling. Everyone always used to tell me, Ari, like you're so lucky. You get to travel around the whole United States for two weeks. There is something both of us always used to do. And I, I have trauma from this every time I'm in an airport nowadays that I'm like, oh, like anytime I hate flying. But anytime I'm, I'm in an airport now, I'm like, all right, thank God. At least I'm not recruiting right now. <laughs> you know, at least I'm, I'm so much closer to my family, so much closer to my home. It just makes me think all the time. I'm serious. When I'm sitting in an airport and I'm feeling away from home, I'm feeling, I'm like, what about those people who don't get to go home? They're, they're, they're trapped. Like you ever got a delay in an airport and you felt like you were in prison? Imagine actually being imprisoned. Yes, and worse. And imagine, and imagine somebody tells you that's your home. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is where you're saying. That's what Yad La'achem does. Go for this it. This is where you're saying. Now, 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 I want to point out one, one great. Now, you know that Askin you call, that person you call, you try calling around and everyone's like, there's nothing we could do. We can't help you. We can't help you. We can't help you. Then you find out one person and he says, he says to you, I got you on a flight. You're out of there. You're out of there in 10 minutes. I'm going to come right now with you and I'm going to take you out of there and you're home free. Your first question to the person is, what do I owe you? And then they turn to you and they're like, no, 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 no. It's okay. Don't worry about it. It's covered. Imagine that feeling times a billion because these people are actually in prison. They're actually captives. And Yad Lachem swoops in, answers that call, and says, you're not beyond our reach. You have any idea how huge that is? You're not beyond our reach. Yeah, yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah, it says, yeah, it's that. We're going to come save you guys. It's incredible. Yossi, I'm telling you, the greatest schuss that you and I have is to be able to say these words right now. Go to saveaworld.org. This podcast is going to save lives, not just spiritually from the words, but spiritually and physically from the incredible acts. We're running on the coattails of giants in Yad La'achem, saveaworld.org. Get involved. Save a life. It's you know awesome what? what we get to do. We get to be Yidin and save other Yidin. You know what, Ari? I, I want to do it on this episode. This is We were talking about this for a while, and Ari and I both nope. said that, nope. yeah, you know, on our first episode, it was like a miracle that this whole thing happened. I think the whole thing happened. Obviously, Meaningful Minute Nachi Gorna gets a very big uh, credit. But I think the reason it happened is so that we can spread about Yad Lachem. I really do. I think the whole That's reason Rabbi Shalom had this happen is so that we can go out there and tell people about Yad Lachem. I want it to be this episode. It cost $18,000 to save an entire family, set them up. I'm, I'm not just talking about getting them out of there. Getting them out of there, setting them up. Imagine that's chus. Imagine that's chut in your life. It's incredible. I need you guys to go out there. I want it to be this episode that saves an entire family. I want it to be this episode that goes out there and drops and saves an entire family. You don't have to give 18000 Just be a part of the 18000 That's all you need to do. Go give whatever Beautiful. it is that you can, and you will be a part of that family now. You have a whole new family that you were and are responsible for, and all those future generations are now b'schut you. It's it's unfathomable. Get out there, guys. Save, save a world. world org. Save a world.org. 718-633-2340. And now, go ahead. You're dying to say it. Go ahead. Back to our podcast. Back to our podcast. <laughs> go out and get that Rebbe that, that no one knows, but that you connect with. He's going to bring it out of you because, because you're there committed to it being brought out. You don't need the guy who has all the answers, who has the charisma, who's going to make you laugh. You don't need it. He's going to. I'm telling you, he's going to do all those things. Do not sell yourself on trying your hardest to get in for that eight minutes of speaking to. When there's something big, right? Even Rabbi Berkowitz. We're very close to Rabbi Berkowitz, right? How often do you actually speak to Rabbi Berkowitz? Exactly. Me. Oh no. Also me. When I have something huge, and we have something huge. I get there you go. I speak to him. Right. Other than that, I have a rebbe I learn with three times a week. Why? Because no one else is gonna. No. No one else is doing that. I get him. I get him to myself for an hour and a half a week worth of learning, worth of talking, worth of. I. Why? Because no one's. Gonna, it's. It's so crazy to think that people now. If I were to present that rebbe that's teaching me all these things every single week to someone you know out there who sees me, they're like, I don't want him. I want you. I'm like. You fool! I'm the watered down version of right. the awesomeness. You and and the genuine Yiddishkeit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rabbi Borger. Right. Wow. Right. Right. Wow. All of them. 
Yeah, no, all, all of them. Of Rabbi Blauweiss. I mean, we have to go through all the names now, but all Rabbi Brickman. All of all them of that that all they're so, and you get to connect to that. Now, here's the thing, though. If and you if you get if you get if you get to sit with with Rabbi Moshe Nussbaum. Nussbaum. If you get to sit with Rabbi Bannon. If you get to sit with Noah Raskin. Wow, these are people that are. He'll sit with you for hours. Ever. He'll learn with you, and he knows so much more than I'll ever know. Because the point is, this is what I want to tell everybody else. The point is. You're not inconveniencing the Rebbe. You're giving the Rebbe life. This is 100% true. I just connected with a kid now here in Los Angeles, and I said to him, call me whenever you want, and he messaged me back. He's like, well, it's late at night, and I didn't want to, and I left him such a long voice note, and I yelled at him, and I said, don't you get it? You're giving me life. This is the purpose why God made me and put me in this world to be able to connect to you. Let me use my talents to give you what I can. I'm telling you. And all Rebbeim in Israel, and I want to go to all the Rebbeim of the world, all the Rebbeim around. If they're a real Rebbe or a real Rav, they're living and dying you. And that's why there happens to be a big problem that Rebbeim are always told, by the way, stop saving the world and pay attention to your own children. Happens all the time. Why is that? It's because we're dying to help. 100%. dying to connect and in that israel year if you are thinking about going to israel oh my gosh you have to find a rebbe that you're going to latch on and connect but just one thing to all the post israel guys who are l- listening or watching this now and saying oh really rabbi Menchushan, i was with you when we haven't spoken in a year well i, I just have to explain to you something i oh, love you this, yeah, yeah this to, is so important this you have that oh, yeah. i love you yeah Ooh. rabbi yossi loves you Every, all the, but you have one or two rebbeim to call once a month and just to keep us up to date once every two months we, Bliyayin Hara, have hundreds and hundreds of students, um, maybe even close to a thousand, you know, like like over the years now, and it would just be an impossibility to call them all the time. But those guys who message me and keep in touch with me, oh, Rebbe, I'm just calling to let you know this is where I'm up to, that's where I'm doing. Number one, it brightens the rest of my day. And number two, we stay as Rebbe Talmud forever. 100%. 100%. I'm telling you, I'm telling you guys, I'm going to take one thing from this podcast, let it be this, get it on the ground floor. Get that Rebbe who has who has a connection to the to the to the Messiah as a connection to a Rebbe before him, and who's going to be able to give you the time and the energy. So I I I, I spoke Asalech Harav, and I went too far. It, it happens to be it's a thing of mine. It's a thing of yours. My Rebbeim are my everything. I'm, I'm saying you know all my all my all my Rebbeim have been named in my children's names already. Like wow, they they, they, all, they are everything to me. They are everything. Um, you know, the only thing more would be my father, and I, you, you can, I can't give you my father. So, you know, it, it's uh, uh, my rabbim are are everything. So, at the end of the day, you know, I, I went too far, and people started emailing, and there was an avalanche. I literally, I was pushed probably three weeks behind on emails because of these emails. Avalanche, mainly, and this is what where I had a, I, this it was one of those things I had to actually email Rabbi Berkowitz on, mainly uh, from girls, women. Yeah. That, but but what is going on? You know, men, we have to talk men. about. I know. Yeah, even men. Girls really need so, so some I, I kind of. I have a word for this. Uh, let me. An avalanche of emails, just crushing me. Of what are you talking? I don't have a rebbe. 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 Guys, there's there's something, and Rabbi Ari just touched upon it, but I think it's so important to reiterate. There's something you need to understand about having a rebbe. It's asay lecharav. You got to go out and get him. You have to go out and get him. And I'm telling you something. When you see a community rabbi, some community rabbis, you see a, a high school rebbe or you see an Israel rebbe that looks burnt, that looks tired, that looks, it's because no one is taking him to be their rebbe. That's why. It's because, it's like you just said, the chiyas is not there. He's not getting that seat book from it. 
but you got to go out and it's on you. You got to go out and get that thing going. Now, I know after this airs, so many people are going to email me like, this is me coming to get you. And come. No, you're no, wrong. You're right. getting the wrong Nobody person. Nobody said I that. I don't know you. Go to you're, the rub in your shoe. You're not in my shoe. Most sheer. people not aren't class. taking advantage go, of. Go, go, and go. And Satan, can we learn together? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's, uh, uh, that's, that's, you know, that's my, uh, that's my first point. The, the point about, so wait, wait, about I women. just want to know because it's an idea. Go to the cold. You know how they have colo community? Oh, Don't, it's wait. Wow, so this stupid. is the people that we're talking so about. Stupid. You have in your um, Dalit Amis right now a colo in your community of like 10 or 15 um, young light, as they call them, young rabbis, up and comings. They are biting at the bit to just give you everything. Get them, like Yossi said, on the ground floor. Wow. What would you have done if you were sitting in a colo here in LA? And again, I want to be very clear here. We didn't grow up being the rabbi. Like, that. there was a time where we couldn't Yossi, pay bills, I, where we couldn't do was, anything. If I was sitting in a colo and people came up and asked me, I would give them everything. You, you, We would have showed up. We would have sat in your house all night long, giving over every single... We did. Rabbi Frank Waxman Hazak. was sitting in a colo for years in Lakewood as like nobody knows. Imagine if somebody had gone to Rabbi Waxman ground floor before he became Rabbi Waxman. Right. Hamavadia couldn't pull together a, 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 a minion to give sheer when, uh, back in the day. I'm saying Rabbi that, Mansour, um, yeah. uh, from 100%. when he started also, we were told from Rabbi Farki that in his shul also, 100%. couldn't, and now Blaine Hara, he's changed the whole world. A hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, if, uh, if, if, you know, Chazak back in the day, the Chazak and Queens back in the day, or even Chazak, like when, when they used to call us in, oh, we, we, I don't even think we got paid for those. I don't even think like we even tried. Like, no, I don't know. It was like, so nice it was, to, because it was just so nothing, nice to be able to give no, over. Chazak and Queens pays and they pay nice. That's oh, not they it. pay nice. No, I'm just but saying, I don't Yossi think we need to ask looked at it like, we thought they were what? doing us a favor. You're going to let us talk by yeah. a mic? Well, let me work on my studio. We thought they were doing right, us like a that, favor. Right, right, yeah, right, are you kidding? So, so there's that. Now about the, about the, the girls thing, because there is, there is a tremendous uh, a lack over there. I think you need to understand there's a very, very big difference um, between men and women when it comes to uh, Rebbeim. First of all, there's a big, con I'm not touching upon this, but there is a big controversy out there in the world about the fact that, um, you know, uh, there aren't enough women get, uh, speakers or, rabbi, or rabbinites or whatever getting their, their time and getting their thing. And I'm sorry, in my small opinion, I think that's the other woman's fault. It don't stop going after the 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 cool the, rabbi or the rabbi rabbi. Go after your Rebitsons. your your rebbitzins. Go after them. I know. I, I get the response all the time. No, it's uncomfortable because they're going to talk about it. No, they won't. Right. They, uh, they're amazing people. Fine. All you need is one. You see, only it's so need funny one. how There's we have thousands of them. You only need one. Rebbitzin Alana Farhi. I I swear to you, she's not gonna say a word. Go get her. I hey, promise. Go get her. She's see, famous. In my right? emails, they say the same thing. They're afraid that other women are gonna uh, spill the beans. Gonna, are gonna speak. Are, it, it's, They're it's crazy. not. Go get her. Go out and get her. The the all, all these other. But there is a very big difference over here that we need to understand. So you have a high school girl and a high school boy. Okay, um, this high school boy who's going through turmoil and difficulty in his life is gonna go over to his friends and then be like, "Hey, what's the matter?" Like you look at like oh no nothing I want to talk about like all right let's uh, let's go watch a movie like let's go do this let's go play ball let's go right, whatever let's go, right? right that's that's the end uh, this kid has nobody to your best friends from even as men I'm, I'm blaming high school kids let, hey, hey, let's go to Seven Eleven and just stand outside for five hours <laughs> that's, that's the answer that's the answer that's keeping it clean that's the answer yeah. so 
So uh, the average high school boy literally has nobody. He has nobody. He doesn't trust his parents usually. He he his friends. He has to. It's still this massive thing to stay cool and, and in yes, front of yeah, his yeah, Yes, and even if he trusts his parents, he doesn't want to look bad in front of right, his parents. Right, right. That's like, what yeah, I mean. Right, he doesn't yeah, trust. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's that's what I meant. Not trusting over there is not necessarily a bad thing. No, it's just right. a thing. It's just being a guy. Um, right. No, I think that, 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 that's an important correction. Um, and the average girl has like on call. Like 30 girls would love for her to cry on their shoulder. Like 40 friends, the average one. Obviously, there are exceptions. But I'm saying the average, there's so much emotional support there. There's so much opening up and discussing. And when, when a guys say they had an awesome night somewhere and girls say we had an amazing night somewhere, they mean two completely yep. different things. The girls one had a lot of... Hugging and crying and emotions and all these things flying around. Even if it was fun, but it was bonding. By the guys, they didn't lose the fight that night. Like, they were the last ones standing in the brawl in his friend's basement. Like, it's a very different idea. So for men, we need, especially in high school, we need that Rebbe who's so loving and kind that we could cry to and we could pour our hearts out to. We need that in such a deeper level because he's playing five different roles. Whereas opposed to the girl... What you really need over there, you're looking for advice or you're looking for someone to open up to in certain ways. Or you only need one person and you and, and, and people who I, can understand you. Put and that person in your right? life. Hashem I promise you the Rabbanishal and put that person in your life. Go find that person. Go find them. They're there. You're just too afraid to open up to them. You got to squelch that fear. That's the ATR. You got to squelch that fear and go for it. And, you know, yes, let's get back onto like the Israel recruiting thing now. Yeah. yeah. So I have a great, I have a great, just a really quick, we're, yeah, not, go for we're it. not doing Israel recruiting about this story. It no? I'm not going to say where, I'm not going to say when, I'm not going to say how, but I was in a city somewhere. Okay. And we're going to call it Yeshiva of Mexico. Okay. Okay. The Yeshiva of Mexico it was not in Mexico, but the Yeshiva of Mexico. So I go to the Yeshiva of Mexico. It was one of my first times recruiting. I get to rent the car and this is before, like, I didn't even have a cell phone and recruiting money wise, like people think that you're jet setting all over the place. Let's just say you're not. Nah. I paid for a good portion of all of that myself <laughs> just because it, it wasn't their fault. Like I just, I was too sheepish to ask. So um, I get into the car and the car happened to have came with the GPS. I didn't have a cell phone that I had. I didn't definitely have a cell phone that had, had GPS. GPS. Yep. So um, the, 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 it was back in the day. So the car though had GPS. Like I upgraded and the car had GPS. So I typed into the car search thing, a yeshiva of Mexico. Oh no. And it, and it came up. I was like, wow, like, these guys are official. Click it. I go to the Yeshiva of Mexico. I know nothing about the Yeshiva of Mexico. I know it's uh, maybe, I, 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 don't, I don't know anything about it. So I show up and I go in and I say to them, hi, my name is Yasuin Chushan. I'm a recruiter for Israel. Um, I was supposed to be meeting uh, some kids over here. And so I didn't know to have a contact person. I didn't know anything then. So they're like, uh, okay, you know, come back into the office. We'll give you a side room. I sit down in this room and sure enough, a girl walks in. And I'm like, okay, it's a mixed school. I didn't say that I'm particular to, I'm a boy's school, but I'm not gonna make a big deal now. I'm too embarrassed. Again, it's like literally when I say first, I mean, I think this might've even been the first school I've ever wow. went to ever. So I sit down and I'm like, uh, I'm like, hi, how are you? And we start talking about seminary and thing. I, I don't know anything about seminary, <laughs> but I figured maybe one slipped in. So I can give her like, but I give her an Israel pitch and everything. And she's like, I'm not sure which seminary. I'm like, okay, we talk about it. Fine, she's like, thank you so much. And she leaves. Next, another girl comes in. I'm like, oh no. I'm like, what's going on? This is so bad. So fine, we, t we, we talk, same thing. A third girl comes in. I'm like, what is going on? Are there no boys interested in Israel? She leaves. Finally, after, they, she, I'm sorry, she doesn't leave. The third girl's still sitting over there. The door opens. 
And a rabbi pops his head in and he's like, excuse me. <laughs> uh, dude in the baseball cap. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was dressed in the suit. But he's like, uh, excuse me. Um, who are you? <laughs> I'm like, I'm Yossi Ben Shushan. And he's like, of course you are. Of course are. you are. <laughs> Stanley Goodspeed, of course. Yeah. Um, and he says to the girl, and he's like, get back on me. <laughs> so she runs out of the room. I have a tire <laughs> iron. I'm not afraid to use it. And he's like, who are you? I'm like, I'm here recruiting for Arsameach. And he goes, he goes, I'm sorry, Arsameach has a girls program? I'm like, no. He's like, what are you doing here then? I'm like, to recruiting for Arsameach. He's like, this is a girl. In my, in my stupid Yossi Ben Shushan brain, still I still was not no, wrong. Yeah, right. I still like, couldn't be wrong. It was definitely a mixed school because I decided it was a mixed school. Oh, wow. So he's like, this is an all-girls school. I was like, but now this is where I got upset. I'm like, really? Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. He's like, what were you thinking? He's like, it's all girls. I was like, I thought maybe it was a mixed school. He's like, this is not a mixed school. I'm like, no, I didn't mean to. And one back and forth, I'm like, I'm, so I'm sorry. I'm looking for the boys' school. What, what's a boys' school called? He's like, the Yeshiva of Mexico. I'm like, yeah. So I put that into the GPS. He's like, this is Yeshiva of Mexico girls' school. You're looking for the Yeshiva of Mexico boys', boys school. school. I'm like, oh, wow. hang yeah, on yeah, a yeah, second. Yeah. I'm hey, not the like, first right. one to walk through that door. You blame that secretary or whoever let me through. This is not on me here. And that was, that was one of my first uh, uh, experiences recruiting. But this is, this, is, this is the main point. I finally went to the boys' school. And the rabbi who accepted me and was laughing, you actually know who he is, laughing his head off when I got there. And he's like, what? I almost got arrested. I'm like, thank you, buddy. But he said to me, he was like, oh, he's like, I just want you to know the three girls you did meet would like to know which, you know, they forgot to ask which seminary you are represented because they don't want to go there. Wow. So to me, the point was, is that it didn't really matter. It didn't, it didn't matter what I was at. I was selling Israel before I was selling anything else over there. And when, when yeah, we you never want to open up people, right, when you want to open up people's minds to the idea of growth in that sense, it's super, super important and people are going to, people are going to connect. Gonna, yeah. You know, yes, uh, we only have like a two, three minutes left here uh, to this one. It's a shame. Like we can, on yeah, this one, yes, yeah, I, I mom have notes and notes and notes on yeah. this one. Yeah. Just talking about the experience, talking mm -hmm. about guys understanding Shemona Esrei for the first time, guys, guys hitting Gemara for the first time, guys just staying up with their Rebbe and just begging them, don't let me go. Right. You know, yes. And even walking into 12th grades and having one-on-one -on -one meetings where I've had guys who cried just during the Israel meeting and they were just saying, I, I didn't know that I wanted all that. But now that you told me that, how many guys would come in and be like, yeah, I have no interest in Israel. Right. And then 20 minutes later, they walk out and they're like, I'm going to do everything I humanly can. That was one of the best feelings. To, to, one, of the really best one of the best feelings in the world where they were just when like. you see him there the next year, even yeah, if he didn't go to your even, school. No, even if you, go, if like you met him at the coast, like, yeah. You made it. You made it. And you're he so was, thrilled. Yeah. At the end, sometimes like, Rabbi, can I get a hug? And you're like, Re what? And, and they're just like. You touched my soul. You know, there right. was something over there. And I want to tell this to the world. Torah touches the soul. That's what it is. And you have to be willing to let your inhibitions just down. You have to let your guard down. Something you have to, say, to yeah, yeah. give yourself. Believe, believe that you and Torah connect. Believe it's possible. So Yossi and I really spent right. a lot of time today really focusing on finding a Rebbe because we felt... Right. That, was, that was the point. That's, a Rebbe, that's, yes, because this is what I would tell guys all the time. 
already ends up knowing you better than you know yourself. 100%. And what that means it's is his job. is that his job is to just be on the sideline, ask the right questions, to learn you up. But then here's the point. When a Rebbe knows your talents, he will always demand them of you for the rest of your life. And he will push you to get there. So anybody who's listening to this, anybody who's listening to this, I beg of you, have your Israel year, even if you're 47 and whether you're 66 or uh, certainly if you're 18, but have that time where you decide, I'm taking my Israel year. Some of the most heartwarming emails I get from girls who went into quarantine, went into lockdown. One girl wrote to me, I decided I'm having the Ben Shushan Yeshiva Israel Seminary Year. She said, I got all this year from Rabbi Duvi Ben Shushan, Rabbi Avi Ben Shushan, Rabbi Yossi Ben Shushan, Rabbi Ari Ben Shushan. I get very, she said, and I made myself a schedule to listen to all of you. I have notes. She said, and I put myself through the Ben Shushan Israel year and I'm a better person Baruch Hashem wow, because of it humbling. but that's something that today I think Hashem is saying to the world and I'll let you finish off right, yeah. I think Hashem is saying to the world I want you all to have that Israel year you can find a Rebbe online yes like we're saying find a Rebbe who's maybe like Don't unheard of yet no, find that, a Rebbe in your community in, in, in your community or there are 10,000 rabbis on Torah anytime yeah. don't just listen to the Ben Shushans right. you know follow around go right. around find somebody and go and connect to them but demand of yourself because once you demand of yourself greatness and you push yourself towards a progressive change you're going to see that you never understood how great you are but that comes on the other side of questioning your nature questioning your nurture getting your questions answered of everything in this life and demanding of yourself nothing less than greatness always 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 i want to just make one last point you know we weren't getting paid per head that's not how that (laughs) Ah, works of course not no 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 people would think that no no it's an important point to make we weren't getting paid per head, and I, I want to tell you why. As Rabbi Brickman taught me something amazing about this, because there are recruiters I think that might get paid. Ra- Rabbi we even waived every what was it called the oh, fee, yeah, yeah, the, the, fee, the, the uh, registration fee, fee, the application fee. We told every single Rabbi person Brickman, put in this Rabbi code. Rabbi Brickman said to me, or Brickman said to me, "We're not getting paid by head. You're not getting paid by head for two reasons. I'm not going to pay by head. I'm never going to hire anyone to be paid by head. I wasn't asking to be paid by head. He's like, I'm never going to hire anyone to be paid by head for two reasons. Paid by head means getting a commission for, for each person yeah, for we each bring kid into that you the bring yeshiva into the school. God. So he said to me, he's like, number one, he's like, because I only want the kid that's going to do well here. I don't want to just get flooded. I want the kid that's going to do well. Not the no, best kid. The no, kid who would do be well. Matim. That's why Israel, that was the other thing I always explained to them in America. There's so much. I know. There's so much. Is that is that it doesn't get separated by level or by anything like that. It gets separated by who you are. All right, fine. Hey, there's no way to. We'll do another and, podcast. And, and the second thing he said to me was, Yassi, we're going to sell these kids a future in Tyra. We're going to sell them a future. Uh, that's where I want your focus. Not on the applications, not getting them, not anything. But when you're presenting to them, I don't want him to come to you. I want him to come here, not not to the building, to, to Israel. When I would see kids show up to Israel that either, he didn't even come to Derech or Arsamech or Yisod or any of these things, it would it would make me feel amazing when I saw them there. It's just the idea that what you just said, I just wanted to reiterate, what, what's being sold over there is Tyra and growth and growth through Tyra. That's it. And that will always speak to a Jewish soul. All right, everybody. Thank you so, so much for listening. Yes, I think we're going to have to have another podcast on this. Bezat Hashem. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that so, one was going to yeah, yeah, this has been the Two Cents Podcast, powered by Meaningful Minute. And uh, I'm Ari Ben-Shushan. Yassi Ben-Shushan. Thank you again to Magan Avot. Chaz. And to everyone, uh, to everyone over here in L.A. that uh, made, this, uh, made this a possibility. 
Yep. Okay. Take care and have a great day.